Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hell yeah. Podcast starts now. Podcast starts now. Welcome, y'all. <laughs> it's Radio Lab. Hey, hey, I just want to say welcome to Stradio Lab. <laughs> wow, George, bring out the accent voice? work. No, what it was, was Southern. It was taste. No, it was tasteful. It was, was Southern. I don't know. What was that? No, it was Southern. You were just being sort of a Southern I, lady. I can't believe I just did that. George, don't be embarrassed. You are such, you hide uh, your, your beautiful accent work um, behind this intellectual facade. And I know the truth is that you are sort of an impressions master. Uh, you can do regions, you can do celebs, you can, you can do anything you put your mind to. And, you know, this world tries to tell you, don't do that. It's true. <laughs> no. I think <laughs> you're hitting the nail on the head, which is that my entire life, mm -hmm. Going to college, Speak getting to a it. job, yes. going to grad school even. Correct. It has all been, in fact, uh, this really desperate attempt to escape the fact that at my core, I'm an impressions artist. You try to sort of get these degrees and this education as an armor to protect you from who you really are, which of course is an impressionist, potentially character actor. And it's time you let that go. Yeah, once again, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember what um, our, our friend Julia Claire used to do a Hannah Gatsby impression. I'm trying to do it now. Picasso. No. See, I can't do it. No, you've got this. Comedy is about do... trauma. No. See, I can't do it. Okay, never mind. Maybe you should go back to school again. What's Get some like more my armor. One... Everyone has one accent that they can do. I mean, it's like, can I even do a share impression? Snap out of it. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I find that I am, I think I'm definitely worse at accents than you. No, I, I'm, think... I think sometimes they, that's the thing. Sometimes they come to me naturally and they can actually be good. I have never in my life been able to do an accent on, like, no. knowing like I'm about to do an accent. When someone asks me to do an accent, I suddenly can't. Like, I can, Same. like, like... <laughs> Like even like a basic Southern, I have, uh, you know, I, you know, I lived in the South. This is not a foreign accent to yeah. me. It's, it should be very natural. And yet if someone's like, well, just do it. It's like, well, the only accent I really can do is Nick Kroll as Liz in publicity. And, 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 you know, that's been recorded on this podcast. It has so been we recorded. don't really need to get back into that. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, wait, wait, no, he did it anyway. <laughs> I told him. He, oh wait, did you hear that? What? I, I kind of sounded like Seinfeld. Okay, I'm honestly kind of blindsided <laughs> by this. <laughs> no, I totally sounded like Seinfeld. I was like, he how did, did it you anyway. sound like Seinfeld? I had the cadence. I sounded like Seinfeld. I was like, he did it anyway. Oh, oh wow, good job. I sounded like Seinfeld. And then you could do it again too. And then I recalled it even. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, George? We actually we hinted at this last episode. Um, but we haven't really gotten into it. Mm -hmm. We're watching Seinfeld. That's right. You have milk voice. Um, <laughs> we are watching Seinfeld. I specifically watched maybe like five episodes in a row, but then never returned to it. It was because I was kind of running errands and folding laundry. But then you've been doing a much deeper dive into it. Yeah, I'm on season three currently. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been going, going, going. Interesting. Well, I just started Veneno. Oh, you know, in many ways, that's the Seinfeld of our time. Yeah. Um, it's the Seinfeld of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so what is you so know, far he, the he, most, he, the, the funniest like storyline that was unexpected because you, because it was like, it, to more me, interesting than you thought. the more interesting arc that I feel like no one talks about is George's raging bisexuality. Well, He's this, of course, this is what you're <laughs> gravitating towards. Yeah. No, I mean, of, uh, look, I, I'm not, I'm not so hack that like it's funny to me to like talk about how George is hot. Like, no, it's, obviously, it's I think George exactly. is hot. This is a given. He's, yeah. Yeah, I've always said Costanza's the hottest Seinfeld. And I've said to the tune of Blue is the Warmest Color, Costanza's the hottest Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> I really, obviously, I believe that I, he's one. He, one thing that's extremely hot about him is how pent up horny he is. That is one of the hotter things in life. Two, what's most interesting about him, this guy's got to be bisexual. He's constantly being so afraid because he's maybe attracted to men. That's like his whole deal. Right. But isn't it's like, that kind of the backbone of all humor in the 90s and 2000s? No, because Jerry Seinfeld is like, why are you like that? I'm sorry, I didn't nail it. Um, <laughs> but he's sort of like, you know, like it's actually not weird. Like you're allowed to, you can be gay if you want. And yeah. he's like, I'm not, I'm simply not. And it's sort of like, not the background. It's like George's whole deal. Like it's George's deal, not Seinfeld, the show's deal. 
Do you think George has bad luck with women and is thus victim blaming himself and is like, is the reason I have bad luck with women because I'm gay? Wow, that's very um, like a, what a religious person thinks gay people are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, funny that you mention it. What? It's time to repent. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean that now that we've done fifty episodes, it's time to drop the facade. <laughs> And come out as religious? or And come out as both religious and straight. <laughs> we are both success stories. We both tried really hard and we're out the other side. We are out on the other side. Um, yeah, this is our... I mean, Seinfeld was part of the conversion therapy and it exactly. worked really, really well. Well, in fact, this entire podcast, it's like we... Obviously we were too, we didn't want to be too earnest, but the reason why we are so interested in straight culture is because we've been trying to convert. Yeah. And um, obviously it worked great. And yeah. this is our first episode, you know, not as two gay guys sort of discussing uh, straight culture, but as two straight guys mm -hmm. um, living within straight culture yeah. and fully understanding um all of its nuances and beauties yeah so like with that kind of in the back of our minds like <laughs> i just feel like what's really cool about this podcast is that we can just be ourselves totally like i've always felt like podcasting is like kind of one of the most like awesome ways to sort of like talk and yeah. so this is like one of those ways i just think like for us it's like we've been on the other side like we get it and like you know, we are kind of coming at it from like a perspective that a lot of people don't have. Totally. And I really think that like, it's definitely been like interesting to me and like honestly pretty bomb to like meet people that are like different than I am or even people that like have different lifestyles. Honestly, thank you so much for saying that. Like, like, look, we've been gay, like we get it. Like we understand like what's over there. Yeah, but like it's I like own that. Like I own that, like I'm not denying that. And it's just like, now I'm not gay and that's cool too. Like, and it's like no judgment to those who are like many of our past guests I think are gay. No, I think like gay guys are so funny. And like, I think what they do, like, like don't hit on me, but like, what? No, you totally. know, you're funny. It's, like, I've always said this, like all my girls, gay friends, they're like the funniest guys I've ever met. They're so funny. Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I no. mean, definitely like I have physically hit them if they get too close to me, but, and then I'm like, okay, but what you said, like that was fucking funny. That was fucking funny. You know? And, um, and yeah, like I sometimes say, you know, if, if they're there, I don't want to be there because I don't want to be close to them. But then I'll, I'll kind of think about something they said and it's really funny. Yeah. You know, I think we should actually, um, what's that called? Fuck. Um, bring in our guest. Yeah. Um, who is also <laughs> straight. Um, uh, please uh, give it up. Uh, give a warm welcome to Grace Kulenschmidt. Hi, you guys. It's really good to be here. <laughs> so, Grace, like, what's going on with you? You know, not really much. It's like really a weird time because I live with two girls. And oh, fuck I'm yeah. Do you guys of, make out? <laughs> like, I almost wish, but it's like for who? You know, yeah. if we were to uh -huh. make out, there's no guys around. 
That's so fucking cool. Yeah. It's so like, and girls I just do that. Dude, like, girls will literally be like, oh yeah, we make out. Yeah, and we do. And we, like, it is really hilarious. It is really funny to do it. It's like, I think it's like, we always talk about how gay guys are funny, but like, girls will like make out and like, that's also funny. And I think honestly, it's like, we are always having these conversations about like sexism and feminism. And that is like the one point where I'm like, no, women do, like, it is cool for women to make out and it's not cool for men to make out. So girls kind of win in that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true. It's like, dude, we don't talk about how, like, uh, so for a lot of things, like, women have it better. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like, yes, I, like, in the summer, like, they get to wear dresses and they, like, don't have to be hot. It's like, fuck, like, dude, like, I would wear a dress, sure. Well, it's like, exactly. and like, yeah like i mean i mean just like even like think about like society like like if we're like really being like hunter gather like if like shit really goes down like like it's gonna be men that have to like build houses and shit like like that's just like true you know what i mean and it's like yeah like oh i mean i get it like they want to work or whatever but it's like i wish i could just stay home and cook (laughs) i'm okay this is like kind of low-key if you really talk to a girl, they don't want to work. Like we literally hate working. It sucks. It it sucks so bad. And like all we do want to do is have babies. So it's kind of funny to me when you know you. I hear people say that they do want to work. I'm like, mm, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's like it is one of those things. It's like you know they have to say it. Yeah. 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 And I'm I'll I like I'll say it and I will work, but. It's not what I was meant to do. And biologically, I feel that (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's what it comes down to. It's like, we have primal needs, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. for women, it's like, it's making out with each other as a joke. And like, for Mm -hmm. men, it's kind of like being, you know, kind of weird. Totally. Like, I'm really weird. You are, you are super weird. I li- noticed that first thing when I, when I came on this podcast. Guys, can we reconvert? Oh no, why? <laughs> because I'm like feeling all this pressure to like perform now. And it's like, like, okay, I wait, reconvert. can I tell you what my plan was? Yeah. Okay. I was, <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to get to from point A to point B, but what I wanted was for the, the bit about how he, how I was being like, yeah, I mean, I wish I could wear a dress for that to go on so that then we would come full circle. And I'd be like, yeah, like, of course I think about making out with men. Like, yeah, obviously like if, mm-hmm. so then do you know what I mean? It's like, he would be like, then he would be go back to being gay. Okay. Totally. And see, that's so smart. And see, Thanks. George, you're always writing and you're always thinking and like, I wish, I wish we could have given you that opportunity. Yeah. I well, wish, you know, yeah. And you know, I was, that's my bad. I'm sorry. I was kind of like, I didn't see the master plan and sort of, we were driving without a map and I was like, you know, I saw Sam struggling. I saw Sam. <laughs> Grace. And thank you for seeing that because I was like struggling and I was like, no one's even seeing this. Like no one's seeing me as I am, which is struggling. And you know what? I, I was so focused on my, cause in my mind, I was like, I'm the main character. So even often, you know, Grace would say something that was actually really funny. And instead of yes, ending, I'd be like, oh, well, let's focus on the narrative. Like (laughs) I'm trying to do this, like really like this kind of, um, what's the word, uh, balancing act of like, of, of going full circle. I mean, it is a full, it's almost, um, 
you know, uh, kind of like many famous one person shows, I'm thinking the net, I'm thinking the Hulu magic special, I'm thinking what the constitution means to me, very similar using my own personal journey as a way to comment on things like politics and society. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, I saw my role in that. I was definitely a supportive cast member. Um, and, you know, I sort of saw myself as maybe, maybe the director because yeah. I, I saw both of you and you were so in character and you, but you didn't, you know, you couldn't see outside of yourselves because you were just living in the moment in such a way that I thought, you know, it's maybe my job to call cut before they get lost in these characters forever. Huh. Huh. Wow. That, what an interesting way to, um, kind of on the one hand compliment us on the other hand offend yeah. us kind of on the other hand kind of make me feel like poop right you know where i saw myself in it my turn i saw myself you know if we're talking dvds because we are yeah you yeah. know i saw myself on the cover but only george's name is written you know? oh my <laughs> god and can we talk about that sure when Here's what my, uh, thank you so much for bringing this up. Have you guys ever seen a DVD cover when (laughs) when they have the actors, right? It'll be- In in the wrong order. And the wrong names are above their heads. It's, um, why do they, why do they do that? The reason they do that is literally because like people want to be first, like, the order is an order of importance and people like fight for their names to be first or whatever. But then like a different person is in charge of the artwork. (laughs) Do they think people are such slow readers that they'll like only read the first name? It's like, (laughs) I'm reading actually the like cover of Cold Mountain and I didn't get to Renee Zellweger. And I'm like, oh, I actually didn't know she was in this because I didn't get that far. I got to actually just the first part of Jude Law. I I read Nicole Kidman and then Jude. And then I complete, my eyes rolled to the back of my head. I didn't get to Renee. I think as actors and performers, we need to band together and put a stop to this. Put our egos aside and say, this would make a better DVD cover if we just put the right names over the right heads. But don't you think that's such a perfect encapsulation of the just complete uh, wild west of the entertainment industry? It's like something as simple as that, that has such a clear, correct way of being done. There is such a clear, correct way to make a movie cover of Cold Mountain. And, but no. It's going to be, it's good. There are literally like 15 people in a room. There's a million associate and executive producers and all of them cannot come to the correct decision because everyone's driven by ego. Yeah. And it's good that we're having this conversation of all people because Mm -hmm. we collectively have been in what thousands of um, feature films. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. I remember (laughs) when I was working on cold mountain, my name wasn't (laughs) even on the cover and they kind of, they actually uh, minimize, not minimized. Um, made my face really small and put it inside Renee Zellweger's eyeball. You, you know, have to really squint. I just want to say that if I had to pick a favorite director to work with, mm-hmm. it would be the Coen brothers. Huh. You know, because they're just, it's nice to have that family feeling. Yeah. Yeah. No, for me, I love Woody Allen. <laughs> and yeah. I have always said, you know, to be in a Woody Allen film is every actor's dream. I've always said this. Yeah, you have always said that. For me, my dream director is, um, oh shoot, what's his name? The youngest Franco. 
Dave. Dave Franco. Dave. Unless there's another one that I don't know about. Nope, Dave. He <laughs> is. I saw something the other day. He's having his directorial debut. <gasps> oh my oh god! My god! So you have to get in that. I have to get in that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. God, to be in a Dave Franco film. <laughs> Well, anyway, I was actually joking this entire time and my dream director is Greta Gerwig because I like women. Whoa, cool. Whoa, awesome sauce. You know, I'm really a girl who, you know, now that you've named them, I'm like, yeah, those are directors. But if you <laughs> told me, write down five directors' names, ooh, I'd be in trouble. Yeah, I definitely or don't sissy. have room for that many. I, yeah. Yeah, I've got the Spielberg. Well, thank God Tarantino. there's two Coens. Cohen Cohen. Yeah, but what did they do again? <laughs> I'm like, oh no, don't ask me this. Um, oh, the Cohen brothers, right? Didn't right. they direct um, Avatar? <laughs> right, no, the Coen brothers. That's a movie I love. Avatar. Um, no, everybody stop right here. The Squid and the Whale. Everybody stop right now. Okay. I guess. Where were you when you saw Avatar for the first time? Yes. Oh, yeah. I was, it was... Um, my brother, my mom had this kind of master plan of making my brother and I bond, something mm. that we've resisted our whole lives. And cool. he said to me, do you want to go see the Avatar movie? He's a couple years older than me. I said, fuck no. <laughs> I'm not a nerd who sees movies about cartoons. Silly little me thought that it was about Avatar The Last Airbender. Right. Oh, come Anyways, mistake. I did end up having to go to kind of help my mom out. And... It was so amazing, and it was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I yeah. no, you go, you go. No, okay, well, I was home for I guess Christmas break. I assume it was a Christmas release, but it I was, was a Christmas release. So I was home from sense. for <laughs> from college. It was my freshman year, and I went and saw it in yes, three D, with maybe even my whole family. And then I remember posting my analysis on Facebook, which was that it was a dumbed down version of the Iraq war. <gasps> Wait, did you really write that? Yeah. Oh, that is in, my in fact, what I wrote was um, dumbed down version of the Iraq war plus God. And I wish I remembered what the second thing is. It was like plus CGI equals dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And that was Where my did you like go to college. Sorry. Where'd you go to college? Stanford. Oh, that is too funny. <laughs> Wait, that's also such a funny That was actually critique. my that was my common app essay is was my analysis of Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, I love that critique too because you're disappointed that it was a watered down version of the Iraq <laughs> war. Like if you if that movie worked in your mind, it would be a very realistic portrayal of the Yeah, Iraq like who's war. playing General Petraeus? <laughs> That's where I'm specific. coming from. Who's Condi Rice? Who's Colin Powell? You know, which one's Dick Cheney? Right. And I, I do think... want to say one thing about Avatar, which is that it was a Okay, so it was a huge deal at Stanford because um Sigourney Weaver is a Stanford grad and in the film she wears a Stanford um uh, tank top as her avatar character and so then everyone would go back and they'd be like Stanford pride <laughs> <laughs> isn't that devastating no I would have done the same thing I'm sure <laughs> but I honest. felt like I had to speak out and say hey this is a dumbed down version of the Iraq war and then someone was like actually it's about colonialism and I was like well aren't they one and the same <laughs> 
So people argued with you in the comments. Yes, no, for sure. This one guy, Taylor, argued with me. I remember it very well. Um, And then he also said it was like the best movie he'd ever seen. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to hear about colonialism from someone who says Avatar is the best movie they've ever seen. (laughs) I'm like, wow, this is a completely real argument. This is insane. Yeah, no, this definitely happened. (laughs) I was very active on Facebook my freshman year. I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) I distinctly remember... It was like my first finals. And after each one, I would write like three more left. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this, but you were a read more, right? Yeah, I guess I was, but that was later in college. Sure, sure. In the beginning of college, it like freshman, freshman year, I was like a little bit, I was a little school spirit. And then I became radicalized into being, actually, I'm not school spirit. You know, this is something I've been thinking about where I'm ready to get back into school spirit. I think like having, um, sort of owning my, like I'm in my thirties and like really respect my college is such a funny person to be. And um, I kind of want to lean back into that. It's very suburban, it's very eighties and yeah. I want it. Matthew just That's got a cool. letter in the mail from someone who is in his 60s running for like president of some like specific committee of the alumni association of his college. And maybe that's where you're heading towards. <laughs> hey, anything's possible. I've already conquered film. Just ask the Cohen brothers. <laughs> I was on the street just a couple weeks ago and I ran into a, a woman who was wearing a a collar sweatshirt for my sweatshirt, which is Skidmore College. And I said, she was walking a dog. And I said, I went to Skidmore. And she she tried to keep walking, but then she stopped. (laughs) And she said, that's so awesome. I graduated in 2013. And I said, I graduated in 2017. And then we said, have a great day. Wow. Well, unfortunately, nice. It was so cool. The city is so big. It was nice (laughs) to feel grounded for a second. No, that sense of community is like why we do what we do. You know. Sorry, I blacked out when you said 2017, and I just blacked in. No, no, no. See, I I had braced myself for it, and I said, Sam, you're not going to be one of those 31 year olds who freaks out when you meet younger people. You're going to be normal. You're going to be chill because, you know, it's not that freaking weird. Everyone's 31 eventually. Yeah, and luckily, I swear, I'm older. I'm older than you guys, like mentally. Like, well, I'm, it's interesting. I'm really fucking old. In it's interesting, Grace, because you specifically chose to include my graduation year 2013 in that story in order to kind of really, um, kind of like hammer it in exactly what the age difference is. Yeah, you know, but did I say anything bad about 2013? I don't think so. Grace, thank you for saying that because I feel like George, it's uh, you're being like really sensitive and like like Grace literally didn't make a judgment call. She was just sort of saying a fact. Mm-mm. I didn't even make well, a face. Well, I mean, I guess know? let's just move on from this. Okay. Okay, someone's it turning like 30 this summer say, and no, is a little sensitive. No, I mean, it's fine. I, I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not angry. Like, uh-huh. it's, I, no, you know. No, yeah. I neither am I. I think like you know, maybe the narrative that's being offered is kind of a dumbed down version of the Iraq war. <laughs> oh. Wow, he's using okay. that as a shield again. Yeah. That's actually hmm. what I say whenever I someone is pissing me off. I say, <laughs> what you're saying to me right now sounds like a dumbed down version of the Iraq war. And that I love works that. all the time, huh? Grace, I just wanna say I'm really sorry about my tone before. 
No, it's okay. I want to say that I, I'm sorry I'm so young. <laughs> I really wish. God, I wish every day I wake up, I feel like a piece of shit for it. <laughs> and I just want to thank, say- No, thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you. And, I, so and you know much. what? And that's all I want to say. I want to say thank you. Yeah. I want to say thank you. And I want to say shout out to the woman who graduated in 2013 from Skidmore College, who was- um, assaulted on the street by my friend Grace Schmidt, <laughs> um, just yelling, I went there too, you know. Um, yeah. I'm sure she was just trying to have a normal day in quarantine wearing 15 masks, walking her dog who was also wearing uh, many masks. Okay. Uh, and um, she was maybe not prepared for that interaction. Yeah. And no. you said it, she immediately didn't look at you. You were immediately yeah. offended. Yeah. You know, it's, um, and for yeah. you to make a judgment call about her age to her face, I feel for her. She said yeah. I graduated in 2013 and then you immediately said, oh, so that makes you 29. <laughs> and, and maybe even 30, depending. Um, yeah, and then I looked at the dog and I said, old dog too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get this thing? Fuck. <laughs> I have a confession. Mm-hmm. And this has literally never happened before. It oh. is around the time that we have to do our first segment. Because we went long with our previous guests, I do not have my complete four questions what do we do george this has never you happened before. you couldn't think of any while we were just sitting there i have beginnings of one two three four five i have beginnings of six combine some of them okay <laughs> i'll combine some of them but they were not well are not going to make any sense george it's just like the professionalism of this podcast is already like uh, hanging on by a thread. I know. I kind of feel that you're actually mad at me, and I do get it. Because <laughs> I've never done anything like this before. Well, I'm upset because I wanted a perfect score. I know. Yeah. It's really sad. Wait. Um, okay, Sam, why don't you start? Okay, I'll explain what is going on, yeah. and then I will also start. Yeah. Grace, um, welcome to our first segment. Um, It's called Straight Shooters, and in it we ask you a series of rapid-fire questions um, to gauge your familiarity with the tapestry of straight culture. Um, It's just A or B, and if you ask us a question uh, to follow up, we will get pissed at you. Capiche? Um, Is that what I'm supposed to say? (laughs) You know, I've actually never known. I don't either. And I will start. Okay. Um, Grace, agreeing to terms and conditions or proving you're not a robot? Agree, um, proving I'm not a robot. Network sitcom or environmentally toxic bath bomb? Network sitcom. Home makeover or violent government takeover? Violent government takeover, easy one. I'm being silenced by cancel culture or I'm being Eiffel Towered by two hot guys? I'm being Eiffel Towered by two hot guys. Um, a list of 25 tweets that totally made us LOL this week or meet the one artist who's changing the way we see fashion. Meet the one artist. Blossom, Bubbles, Buttercup or Margaret Thatcher? Marge, Margie. <laughs> okay. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or L, M, N, O, P? Element, uh, definitely L, M, N, O, P. Uh, yeah. Baby Spice, <laughs> Scary Spice, Ginger Spice, Posh Spice, 40 Spice, or Margaret Thatcher? Margie. <laughs> Margie Marg. Wait, um, are we done? That's literally, we're done. Okay, well, 
I had my last one was being an interior decorator or and then I was trying to make some joke about like having interiority. You could have just said that. Okay. Well, Here's about having what? Like having interior thoughts. Like the whole like the it's like being an interior decorator or being just someone with interiority. <laughs> I've never heard of that word in my life. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask it. Yeah, same. <laughs> Um, well, well, what's what's Grace's score, George? I think Grace should actually rate us on our score because I fucked it up so bad. Okay, okay. Grace, what's our scores? Yeah, well, they're gonna have to be individual. Yeah, um, I was suspecting. Of course. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sam, I think came prepared, so I will give Sam kind of a ten. <laughs> and George, just it wasn't totally there for me. So, and here's the thing, it's, it's, I want to, you know, in theory, you were an eight, you know, you weren't too bad, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really want to see you push for I the know, next I know. podcast and the next guest. So I'm just going to have to give you. A I trouble. really appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I, I do want to say, I specifically feel bad that this is happening with you as a guest, someone who has listened to the podcast before, who had certain yeah. expectations coming in. Right. Um, dreams so you know dreams that yeah and dreams, not just dream you were excited you were you you know this segment you were excited for kind of like some unique questions and i do think um sam brought his a game today mm-hmm. and i think um it, it it made my questions even more lacking yeah and in fact what i thought was i was like well because i had the i didn't have a last I didn't have a final option for two of mine. I thought maybe there could be kind of a meta joke if I do Margaret Thatcher twice. But ultimately, okay. Margaret Thatcher is not a funny coda to like the Powerpuff Girls. You know, sure, it's it's less like a direct relation. But George, I really think that you were overthinking hmm. and um, you don't need to be so critical of what is uh, sort of a flippant segment even. I know, but then you came in with, I mean, some really, really thoughtful intellectual so ones. good. They were really good. And look, but it's not a competition And you know, normally. now I'm actually thinking- This time it was, but yeah, Yeah, no, this time it was and I lost and that is hurtful <laughs> and um, doesn't feel good. No. But you know, it's a it's a learning moment and a growing yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Grace, how do you think on a Sunday is yeah. a good thing? Yeah. Just so you know. because um, it gives you a fresh start for Monday. I in right after this is over, I have to go have dinner with my boyfriend's parents. What do you think my vibe will be after recording two episodes of this <laughs> podcast? Um, I think you're gonna be um happy. I think you're going to be sort of silly, mm-hmm. but in a way that's actually going to kind of backfire because no one else is going to be in that headspace. I completely yeah. agree. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to try to- Are like, you going to a restaurant or are you having it at a home? Um, it's going to be outdoors. Don't worry. Well, I actually wasn't even asking for that. Oh, it's at a home, but it's outdoors. Yeah, because George- I was going, am I, do, I, do you want me to judge you or are you in the clear? <laughs> okay, well, I never knew. No, no, George. I mean, in these times? No, listen, listen. This episode comes out in two weeks. And also, they're both, the the parents are both vaccinated. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So many parents are. So many parents are. It's a thing now. Yeah, it's kind of. Finally, they have something to talk about. Yeah, it's like the, um, (laughs) you know, exactly. Yeah. 
vaccination now is kind of like what those quilty um bags were that moms used to have in like the early 2000s yep you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah what were not, those not lily pulitzer but something no similar. no it was called um oh fuck what were those called Grace doesn't know she was two when they were uh, invented. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wait, let. Oh my God. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You need to calm down. (laughs) Um, Wait, should we get into our topic? Yeah, let's like, I think this is one of those episodes where we really need to get right into the topic. And I also think, frankly, we like have been um, talking too much and not letting Grace talk. No, I feel I've been talking. Okay, good. I feel the same way. Okay. <laughs> so that was a trap. Yeah, yeah, it was a trap. And you actually <laughs> fell into it. Even though you knew it was a trap, yeah. you fell into yeah. it. Yeah. George is really indirect. That was his way to ask you to speak a little bit less. I'll whisper too. I actually, it's like how people are like, you know, if someone's being too loud or something. Oh my God. Well, actually, that's not a good story. Never mind. But if someone, if someone's like being too loud, they're like, "Are you? Do you hear that or something?" Oh my god! I don't know. That is so. That's like a movie kind of perfect passive passive aggressive. You know what it is? It's Meryl Streep going, "No, no, that wasn't a question." <gasps> She's such a rock star, you guys. She said that in such doubt. A rock star. She said that in doubt when she was in, uh, interrogating the priest about if he committed. Um, <laughs> committed child abuse she was like and you committed child abuse and he was like no and she goes no no that wasn't a question it was a really iconic comedic scene anyway let's go on to the topic all right yeah this is where we let you host (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry was that too much which which part just like me making a joke about doubt (laughs) no people we got the doubt heads in this podcast are going to be freaking for that okay um okay grace you know you hit us with a couple of topics but one really spoke to us will you sort of walk us through how you found this topic and what it is Mm -hmm. so the topic is um siblings boy girl siblings taking photos where they're just too close to each other yes yeah 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 and i chose this this topic because it freaks me out creeps mm-hmm. me out weirds mm-hmm. me out and i just i hope it ends soon and so you know i can't help but notice I'm, i've picked up on some things just in this conversation uh you yourself have a brother mm-hmm. and so that would be sort of a boy girl sibling and Absolutely. um have you been forced to take pictures where you're too close together have you ever been in the same room yeah, we have, we have, and we will continue to, but here's what, you know, I guess I'll go into more details. The hardest part of this topic for me is when they're amongst a pool. So the boy's shirt is off, the girl's wearing a bikini and their hips are just too cl- They're touching, you know? Yeah. And I just want everyone to know, I want you guys to know, I want all, the whole, um, everyone that's listening to know you're never going to see my brother and I shirtless with our hips touching. You know, Grace, just be careful because we have a lot of investigative journalists in our <laughs> fan base and saying a statement like that, people are going to look for pictures. I actually Thanks. think most of our listeners are investigative journalists. Oh. And, and I just think, it, you know, 
obviously, if it's true, go ahead and make a bold claim like that. I mean, maybe when we were young, there could have been. Okay, so maybe oh, when you were young. interesting. Huh. When you were young. Because <laughs> before it was never. Yeah, but never never just means post-teen. Huh. Um, okay. I guess, <laughs> when do you think it becomes appropriate to touch hips? <laughs> I think it's appropriate until... Hmm, good question. Really until puberty, I'm kind of going to say. Oh, I'm still going should... through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> you look good doing it. Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, I guess why, uh, what do you think the relation is with straightness? Um, I think the relationship with straightness is that, you know, my the alarms in my head go off and I go, they're not siblings, they're fucking. And so that's where that's where it happens for me, at the very least. Yeah. If my mm-hmm. brother and I do one day our hips touch. Right, right. <laughs> then at the very least, I'm a lesbian. That's true. Um, yes. I do often think about what it would be like to even have that on the table. Like, because I agree, there is no world in which I would ever have sexual tension with any of my siblings. Mm-hmm. Sam? Well, as someone who has a, has a brother, brother and a sister, so in that sense, I am bisexual. Um, <laughs> that's how the math works. That's, it adds up. Um, you know, I think you guys are being um, pretty ignorant of um, what a sibling relationship is because, you know, actually, even if you are um, attracted to... Um, men mm. for example and you have a brother you know growing up with them you actually don't find them hot hmm. well, because you've sort of grown up together it's sort of like a like a biological thing okay continue uh, i'm curious to see where this goes yeah so far <laughs> i'm not following <laughs> okay okay here's okay here's a little mind uh game we can all play sure. so george i'll start with you you know you have a mother and a father Yes. Way to so. dox me. <laughs> so how did you grow up and not find your dad um, uh, extremely hot? Because. Because he's a man, right? Yeah, right? but. but um, hmm. No, that's a very good point. Um, I... George. You gotta answer soon, sweetie. George, this is not looking good. No, I'm George, trying. To, I, I just was not. Way. I was not attracted to him because he was my dad. However, I think when you grow up with someone and you are, uh, you know, the same ages, it's like someone in your grade or someone in your class at school. That is way more, let's say, close to home than someone who is your dad's age. So I you know, when you normally ask a kid, do you have a crush on anyone at school? It's so rare that the kid says, my history teacher, Mr. Webster. You know, usually it's kind of like Mikey. Yeah, Mikey Webster, the history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. So you're saying that the age difference, the age gap I guess you're not cool that's ultimately with. what I'm saying, that it's the age. And also it's like, you know, as as a gay uh, boy, you want to protect your mom, and suddenly there's this man, and he's what sleeping with your mom? Disgusting! 
Uh-huh. How would I ever be attracted to that? Right. A monster of sorts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. Anyway, Sam, what's your deal with your brother? Because you seem to be asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Sam, are you, here's what I'm asking. Are you yeah. at the beach or at a pool and you're both shirtless and you're taking pics, hips touching? Grace, Grace. here's what I will tell you. I have absolutely taken pictures at the beach with my siblings, both of them, hips touching. Both. Oh my God. Oh, it's a damn sibling sandwich. And 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 a picture, and and you know, my brother and I are wearing speedos and and we're taking these these pictures (laughs) hip to hip. Both of you? And we're and we're sending them to our parents and we're saying, look at this. That is sick. God forbid, God forbid the sisters wearing anything, anything besides board shorts. (laughs) No, she's wearing actually- I hope for her sake. (laughs) She's wearing a bikini. A bikini. (laughs) So what you're saying is you are taking sexy sexual photos and then sexting them to your own parents? Mm -hmm. And you're saying, hey, mom and dad, Look what we just took and for you. And who's taking the photos too? Yeah, some kind of Those fourth weird sibling with like a weird kind of look that is ostracizing the family and his mm-hmm. job is to take the photos. You know, now that you've mentioned that, I actually have no idea who was taking that picture. It was oh. just the three of us at the beach. Oh my God. Private beach? <laughs> a private beach. Wow. And so, and you're, and you're also rich. So you have yes. a private beach. <laughs> Where you do, where you take sexy photos of your siblings. This is like Ghislaine Maxwell type level shit. Oh my goodness, George. Here we go again, being the podcast trope of um, talking about Epstein on a podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Sorry, Grace, what were you going to say? No, I'm just thinking a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to wrap my brain around this. I I, I do want to say... Grace, you have forced both of us to do a lot of soul searching, but I am wondering what would make you want to go on a podcast and immediately interrogate people about whether or not they've ever touched hips with their siblings? What are you trying to prove? Yeah, you know, so I'll go into my backstory, kind of. Oh, she's got a backstory. Um, yeah, I've got a backstory. Growing <laughs> up, growing up, I... I'll, you know, honestly, I had a hot, I have a hot brother. Mm. And I we know should, this because. We should put a sad score have, behind this. <laughs> please do. <laughs> okay, keep going. I know this because people have been spitting it at me my whole life. Yeah. Oh. Friends, friends of friends, they've all been telling me, you got a hot brother. Yeah. And at a certain point in high school, I said, fine, I admit it. Yeah, I do. And then they said to me, whoa, do you want to kiss your brother? And I said, no, I'm just kind of admitting to the facts. Right. And mm-hmm. then I became, then I was forced to become a lesbian to get myself out of that hole. Oh, oh, wait, this is, wait, this is actually, is that the end of your backstory? Mm-hmm. Okay, because this actually hits on something very interesting mm-hmm. that I think maybe is the common thread between all three of us, because my sister was just one grade above me. And people would always be like, your sister is hot. And so then I had to be like, well, I'm gay then, because to, to dispel the rumors. It's the only way. It's the only way. And George, you have only sisters. So I do have only sisters, but I will say, as much as I understand where you two are coming from and celebrate it, 
<laughs> I do think it has to do with more with having an older sibling. So my sisters are younger than me. And in fact, I mean, one is five years younger than one is eight years younger. Like it was yes. never, no one growing up was like, you have a hot sister. Like that was not part of it because she was way, way younger than anyone I would be in school with. So right. I, my experience with what you guys are saying was that all the guys in my grade would say my mom was hot. Mm. Wow. So I would be like one of those people who had a hot mom. That's the penultimate. <laughs> and in fact, when I was in middle school, and this was still in New Jersey before I moved back to Greece, me and this other kid, Siobhan, both had the two hot moms. And then I went from being insecure about everyone saying I had a hot mom to being like, okay, hold on, there's competition. I want my mom to be hotter than Siobhan's mom. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you'd be like, you know, suggesting sort of fashion tips to your mom. To sort of yeah, I'd be game. like, um, hello, we're about to go to this event. Siobhan's mom's going to be there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you better fucking step your yeah. pussy up. <laughs> yeah, undo that top button. <laughs> <laughs> and then Siobhan's mom would show up in like a gown and I'd be like, fuck. Yeah. Meanwhile, my mom has the one of those quilted bags from before. Call back. Call back to the name we can't remember. <laughs> Um, Interesting. I mean, this is, um, I do think, to try to tie it into straight culture, there is a, <laughs> a, a fear that straight people have about their families where they're like uh, afraid of sexualizing their relatives. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true? Well, I'm like, doesn't everyone? Like, yeah, I don't I, I think- I do feel gay people would feel the same. I guess yeah. that's true. That's sort of where the gay and straight people meet in the middle is not wanting to sexualize each other's siblings. So maybe the final taboo is sexualizing <laughs> your family. <laughs> yeah. So, so should I move on to my next topic? Because this one didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we kind of started... This kind of was, was Mythbusters. And you guys came on and then you guys were like, busted. <laughs> No, well, I still think, I mean, I, I get what you mean. I, I still think the actual photograph is such a relic of straight culture. I think it is, I think maybe your reasoning um, mm-hmm. is flawed. You know, you sort know, of, okay. if you see, like, your answer is right, but the work, when you actually show the work, it's like, well, that's not right. But I do want to say one <laughs> okay. thing, is that a beach is one of those settings that can have both a familial a family connotation and a sexual, like a beach can be sexy, but it can also be the site of a family vacation. And I think the tension between those two is where this uh, darkness comes from. Like that, that is where the, that is where it becomes scary. Yeah. It's it's, like, because you see a photo of two siblings hips touching and you say, is this beach a sexy setting or is it a family setting? Mm -hmm. And that's why and it can really, be really deadly. You know, I really, when I brought this up, I really am just thinking of this one guy that I know. Oh my who, God. The photos he takes with his sister, they are so much more sexual than the photos he takes with his girlfriend. <laughs> it's re- because he's always on vacation with his sister. Yeah. You know, shirtless, hips touching. Right. And with the girlfriend, I guess they're just kind of, you know, drinking wine or something, you know, something non-sexual. <laughs> It's interesting that with you, it started with this one guy. Um, and in order for you to grapple with just the fact that you know one person that takes inappropriate photos, you had to 
plunge me and Sam into the depths of our past traumas, <laughs> um, make theories about heterosexuality and culture at large, come on a podcast even, um, and you know, put us through this whole journey just to then be like, yeah, I guess it's just this one guy I know who's weird. Well, here's the deal. I'm I was I'm a psychology major. Oh, I could I could, I could definitely sense that. Yeah, and I got a two point set. I graduated with a two point seven GPA. Oh, do you have insurance? <laughs> so I'm always kind of just psychology is on the brain constantly. So mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to. I wanted to gauge where you guys were at. Yeah. Do you think the fact that you majored in psychology but um, graduated a two point seven GPA does that mean? Do you think college made you better at psychology? Or you saw what they were teaching and you were like, this is wrong. I know better. I know more about psychology. Yeah, I'd say, you know, I took everything that I learned in my psychology college classes and I've kind of ran with it since. So (laughs) I'm developing a lot in my lab. Um, And I'm going to be using the, you're recording this, Georgia. I'm also recording this. Oh, okay. Oh, Wow. So in many ways you were on our podcast, but at the same time we were in your research project. Well, yeah. one of the things you kept doing in college was instead of doing projects, you would record podcasts and submit them. And um, people would, the teachers would say, that's not how college works. And you would say, well, we're brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> I'd say, just wait till 2021. Right. <laughs> Trust me, podcasts are going to be everywhere. They're going to be big money. My favorite part about having a podcast is all the money. Yeah, we're drowning in it. Babe. We're drowning in it. Sorry, it just like fully left my body. Wait, why? Because I yeah, because happened? I've just been like on autopilot, and I'm also so afraid someone's going to say something weird about a fem- about siblings. No, everyone's being <laughs> really, really tasteful and, and respectful. Yeah, or that I will say something weird or like in my attempts to be funny I will say something that's like really inappropriate it really is one of those topics like it's like it's so difficult to be funny about um about siblings hips touching (laughs) right well also like you said your siblings are younger my my brother's older I you know I'm like what the yeah it's always fine to sexualize older siblings yeah I think so Well, okay. This also the final piece of this puzzle. I feel exactly is the beach, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think the fact that you're talking specifically about swimsuit beach pictures is important because there is like the whole weirdness of the beach. Like, is that you are semi nude around a lot of times your family? Like, I have a vivid memory of like. Uh, you know, my parents live near Lake Michigan and like for the 4th of July, we're at Lake Michigan. Then like random family members show up like uncles that I don't really know or like, and they'll be like, like, I'll be in like teeny tiny shorts. And it'll be like, do we hug now? Like it's, it's actually homophobic if you don't hug me, but it's actually gay if we hug. So what do we do? It's also like, (laughs) why am I like, if you're, it's like, you will then just like see your dad's coworkers in their underwear, essentially. essentially. And you are just supposed to be okay with that. And in many ways, you know, I feel like in a dream, we should be, you know, nudity should yeah. be fine and normal. And we can sort of take away sexuality when it's, you know, not appropriate <laughs> for yeah. the situation. Nudity is wrong, guys, because it was taught <laughs> to be wrong. 
Right. Thank you. That's a really good point. Thanks so much. (laughs) That's my thesis. Yeah, actually, it's so interesting. You pioneered the concept that society teaches us certain things are wrong. They're not inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. And I go really into... I love to bring up biblical stuff. You know, I go into Adam and Eve and how right. started there. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Well, Adam and Eve, uh, the God said, don't, God said, don't touch your hips. Yeah, he said that. And they did. So, and then they had, they ate the apple and the snake. Yes. And now we're cursed to see our dad's coworkers in underwear. Mm-hmm. Well, blessed, but. You know, to each well, it depends on what the <laughs> coworkers look like. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, fascinating. I. It George, is true yeah, though that the say. beach is like it, it's just it's interesting because you are supposed to both find things incredibly, both find bathing suits incredibly sexual and pretend they are not sexual at all. But, yeah, and I'm still. I've never felt you know honestly good in any single bathing thing I've ever worn in my life. Could not imagine feeling good in a bathing suit. That is the idea that you would that I would be at a beach and not be looking for for ways to uh, cover my body is it, so Absolutely. foreign to me. Absolutely. Grace, how are we yeah. doing on this podcast? Yeah. I think really well. I'm having a lot of fun. Okay, good. I feel like you know, you're you're someone I think is so funny, and we've never um, literally ever talked in person. <laughs> and we didn't even address that either. We did not. Whoa, we didn't address that. You guys have worked together. No, no, we've never spoken no. before. No. Oh, in my mind, I've you're never both... seen Sam as a coworker. In my <laughs> mind, you're both in the Comedy Central cabal. No, no. Sam was on salary. I got paid two two dollars. Yeah. Oh well, I'm familiar. I was with the that HR guy that off- gave made the offer for two. Yeah. Sam said, "Let's take a chance yeah. on this I young, said, hungry girl, Grace. I said, she has a real hunger." One. Sam said, "No, we'll give you two. Look, I said, "Babe, I got gotcha. you. You're getting two. <laughs> <laughs> Go buy yourself a Gatorade and give me and keep yeah, the extra fifty I cents." <laughs> I did. And she did. No, we never met. I only worked with Devin, and that's it. Wow. Um. Can I say something? Earlier when I was like talking about like Grace being young, in truly in my mind, I forgot like when 2017 was. Like it I seemed know. like so much more recently, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like 2017 to 2013 are actually very close. And in my mind, I, 2017 to me, it was like, oh my God, that's last year, but it's so not. So are you saying I'm not that young? I mean, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> wow. you actually are like, I mean, let me say something. In Hollywood years, oh my god, it might be know, time yeah. to start looking into some <laughs> some yeah, Botox and fillers. And I've already been told. I've already been told they're saying, you know, Grace, this is your last year to play sex symbol. I they keep yeah. telling me that, but then years yeah. pass and I keep getting the roles mm-hmm. because I've they're like trying to get me into be in Transformers as yeah. kind of the new Megan Fox, the new Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. But they're saying, well, you're aging every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what ends up happening, but you know. But I I'm think something that um, you can do is um, do it with your face, do just an impression of a baby. Like as you're acting, just kind of be like, Wah. yeah. I think that would really work. I think it does make you younger. And, and I feel like that's a little acting trick. It's funny that you say it so simply because. It's a really good trick. 
it's worked for a lot of people. Yeah, no, a lot of people, it's so interesting. A lot of our, our most famous actors, a lot of our national treasures, th- what they do for every role is pretend they're a baby. You know, and can we, can I say something? Yeah. I have been noticing a lot of, I've been, obviously I've been paying attention to actors. You know, I'm trying to learn everything from the greats. And I have noticed a lot of people doing this thing with their lips where they like, like they quiver. They, no, 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 it's not a quiver. Oh. They like purse them purse. like when they're thinking and they um, like you see them like smush together in a way that's to me very inhuman. But to me, it, it's also the most popular acting choice of our time. And Hathaway does that. It's a lot like. Hmm. I, <laughs> I, sorry, I know this is a visual um, right thing to talk about. So it's no, kind of difficult. It's interesting you're saying this because I'm. I'm like, shit, I haven't watched anything that's scripted in a full um, year. Wait, so I do like, have a question about that. Like, Gra- so Grace, you are kind of a, a reality queen. Yeah, I mean, I just can't, I can't watch scripted television. I've tried, and I've tried. So what are your favorite shows? Well, I really love The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Oh, um, I love Below Deck. I love MTV's The Challenge. Oh, I love MTV's The Challenge. Me too. Wait, really? Didn't they recently bring it back or something? I mean, I haven't watched it since I was very young. Yeah. But... Um, my brother is literally an editor on that show. Whoa. Currently. Oh. Isn't that random? So by loving his work, you're sort of like loving him. Yeah, that's so really. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, like you're. Up with him. It's like your version. <laughs> Every time I watch uh, him a little bit. Your version of like touching hips with him is like seeing his footage of other people's hips. That's <laughs> yeah, my secret way to kind of get in there. Yikes. <laughs> you know, I think the structure of this particular episode is very funny because at the beginning we um, really came in hot with a bit, um, oh, you know, full, a full sort of improv scene. Oh, yeah. Then we sort of came in with the, you know, the normal podcast, the, the, the segments, the topic. And now we're sort of being like, oh, Hey Grace, we actually don't know you at all. Let's <laughs> chat a bit <laughs> and sort of, yeah, you know, what's up? I think a real, uh, you know, a sort of a more experienced podcast um, maybe would have flipped that sort of the the getting to know you at the top. No, I don't uh, like that. No, I think an inexperienced podcast would have done that because it's the most obvious thing to do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're reaching, they're reaching. Exactly. They're thinking, we, we can't think of anything. I cannot even imagine how humiliated I would be if I brought someone on our podcast and literally was like, so how have you been? No. I'd rather watch Avatar again in theaters and with I my mom while touching to hips with it. all my family members. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you okay. know, I, I, I never told you where I was when I watched Avatar. Oh I'll yeah, where say, were you? Wait, please. Well, I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota with not only my brother, but also my cousins and we were sitting in the chairs in 3d and we were moved by the cinema that was avatar you have to admit the blue guys are pretty cool to look at <laughs> it's like have you rewatched it since it came out uh no no right no it, it would never cross my mind I cannot wait for the next ones to come out. It's I'm going to be there opening night. Are you really? Yes. So is it, it a remake or is it like Avatar 2? No, it's sequels. There's literally it's, about to be like five sequels. And it's going to be like... That have been in development like, for like... A decade. A decade. <laughs> and it's going to be... I mean, it's 
I feel like there's like a 50-50 chance it's a total flop. Can like, you imagine if it was a total flop? I am hoping and praying. I'm wanting, I want James Cameron's art pop era. I've said it once, I'll say it a million times. I'm ready to see this bitch flop. Okay, here's the cinephile. Shut up! Oh, wait, so you want his art pop era in the, in the sense that you want it to flop? I want or to in the flop. sense that you want it to be good? I want to flop, but in an exciting way. Oh, so you want him to make like, uh, yeah, like, um, What's a movie like that movie <laughs> Mother with Jennifer Lawrence that was Correct. secretly good? Yeah, what Correct. did happen with that? Okay, so randomly weird. I loved it. You know, I I we, never watched it because people said it was a little bit scary. It's really scary. Really? Okay, well, it's I, I mean it's not I mean it's, it's just stressful. Like, it's very stressful and things happen that are disgusting and yeah. Compared to like hereditary um midsummer? No, not scary like those. More okay, like good. um just like okay, good. <laughs> yeah, very stressful. Great wait for performance. Sorry, go ahead. Should we do our last segment? Oh, fuck, I guess. Look, like I, know, I just I want to milk. All... It's like I see Grace to me is just like so talented and so funny. And I I it, 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 I have I feel such a sense of urgency to get everything I can out of her in totally. one episode. And I can Whoa. feel you doing that. It feels like strange. I'm trying to siphon it out of you, and I think I'm there. <laughs> yeah, very hocus pocus vibes. Trying yeah. to suck the youth right out. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I, if you can tell, I'm actually <laughs> much less wrinkly than I was at the beginning of this episode, and, and Grace kind of he withering was away. Insanely wrinkly at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> it was weird. It was a little too wrinkly. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was. was but I've been doing my exercises of pretending to be a baby in order to be a better actor, and I think yeah. it's working. I think it is. Yeah, dress for the job you want. I'm currently wearing a diaper and shitting myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, let's do our final seg. Um, Grace, our final segment is called Shoutouts, and we um, give a shoutout sort of in the style of uh, 2001 TRL, back to your squad back home, just about literally anything you're, like, enjoying right now. Um, And, you know, per usual, we never have them. We are not the type of people. I mean, George has proven over and over again. He doesn't prepare for this podcast. Um, (laughs) um, But call back back to earlier, kind of call back to the whole episode a little bit. Yeah, kind of call backy vibes. Um, (laughs) um, I want to give a quick shout out to Grace's hair and nose ring combo to me. What it says is like, it's this thing, and I've been trying to put my finger on it. It's like, it is exactly what it needs to be, but it's pretending it's all completely effortless and irreverent. But in fact, both of those things together make up such a specific kind of visual, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, hold on, I'm gonna cut this. Both of those together. <laughs> like why this is your shout no, out shut up my point is it's don't like don't tell me to shut up it's like it's like this is like exactly the kind of look i would want where it's like you think it's effortless but in fact it has been completely focus group tested grace has spent years and hired consultants from bain mckinsey many companies honestly other companies that are very unethical and work with the american government and even have blood on their hands she has hired them to focus group this look that she currently has going all under the pretense of being like oh i'm a girl next door well maybe if you live next door to the pentagon (laughs) 
<laughs> wow. Um, that go off. Um, that King. was so c- incredibly kind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That actually inspires a good shout out for me. Um, what's up, listeners? Um, you know, all respect to Grace. I think you know her look is incredible. It's not. This isn't a commentary on that at all. I just want to say that if I could have my top hairstyle that a team of consultants would give me, it would be, I want the top pony that is really, really long. Ariana Grande does it well, but I want it more um, sort of Mortal Kombat-y instead of um, pop sorry, if that makes any sense. And I want it to be platinum blonde, and I want to be able to whip it around. I really think I would crush, and um, it would be sort of an incredible look. Uh, shout out to the top pony. You're beautiful i love you Woo! that was also good am i allowed to talk in between these yeah yeah <laughs> that's so it would be so fun imagine um you know in, in ariana grande's music video perhaps uh what's the one you got me all night you got me the world. side to side side to side thank you in the music video she's on a bike she's Correct. on kind of a soul cycle bike mm-hmm. and it would just be fun to do a soul cycle class with that hair Yes, I cannot I believe that's where that ended. I think a lot of stuff would be fun with that hair. I think it would be fun to do a soul cycle class to Ariana Grande. Yeah, it would. It would be. And um, have her little body too for a day. Why not? Oh my god! Oh, why not? Take it for a spin. <laughs> okay, is it my turn? Yes. yes. I want to give. I want to give a shout out to at the baseball game, the MLB professional. You go upstairs and you get a soft surf, but you don't get it in a in a cup or a cone. You get it in a tiny little helmet. <laughs> Woo! Wow! Woo-hoo-hoo! Oh my God! When <laughs> things are the shape of other things, I lose it. No, I think that you is. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Of course, yeah. of course. And you get to bring the little helmet home. Oh my God! So it's actually like two things for the price of the one because you're getting the helmet and the ice cream. I mean, it's yeah. really the bread bowl of sports snacks mm-hmm. and daddy's paying so. <laughs> <laughs> honey when i'm at the game daddy's always paying and our hips are touching oh <laughs> uh, well um grace thank you so much for doing this podcast Grace, this was really illuminating i gonna... am really big fans of both of Aww. you i'm really honored to have been on this podcast and i I'm so excited to hang after this is over. Me too. I know. I can't wait to talk in and person. And we're both big fans of yours. It's Thank true. You. And this, you know, we've never met. Nope. And yet this was completely effortless. I feel like I'm talking to a damn old friend. Absolutely. Yeah, old even age-wise, as we've learned. <laughs> George, Don't do that. George, I dropped it. I dropped the age thing. Look, like... <laughs> Let us go. Like I dropped it, okay? Like, we don't have to bring it up. Like, yes, it's just a given. Like, drop it. <laughs> um, but seriously, <laughs> but, seriously. Hey, but for real, though. but for real, um, okay. Well, then, thank Wait. you, and okay, bye, bye. Thanks, but don't everyone. hang up yet.